severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Just Get A Real Job. I am of course your host, Jamie McKinley. This week's episode is the second of our live podcasts from the Edinburgh Fringe and it is with an amazing band called Dictator, who of course we've had on the podcast before. And we recorded this as part of the PBH Free Fringe last week at the South Cider in Edinburgh. It was a really, really special night. Incredible conversation, really funny, an amazing audience. So thank you everyone that came along to see that. We nearly filled the room, which was brilliant for us. And it was just such a good energy on the night. And Joe, Zach and Michael were all on top form. We had really nice chats about the band, what they've been up to since Zach was last on the podcast their new single, Enough is Enough, which is coming out tomorrow. So if you're listening today, that'll be out tomorrow. So to be sure to keep an eye out for that drop-in. We spoke about just sort of balancing being in a band and the difficulties of having a family, having full-time work, the Scottish music industry, and just sort of being from working-class communities and stuff like that. And when I set this podcast up, I'd never imagined, and I've said this before, but I'd never imagined getting to have conversations like this and getting to do shows in front of a live audience. So it meant a lot to me doing the podcast live again this month. And this show was just so much fun to do. I think sometimes doing a live show as well, you struggle to be present, but I was really able to enjoy this one a lot and just such a laugh to do and such a funny show and such an insightful show and one of my podcasting highlights, to be honest. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode, so be sure to let us know if you do as well. Give us a message, be sure to share the podcast and all that, but a brilliant conversation. Thank you to Zach, Michael and Joe for coming down and giving us their time and just a massive shout out to Dictator. What a great bunch of guys and really love what they do, so a privilege to have them on the podcast. Before we get into this week's episode as well, I just wanted to quickly say, on Thursday night at 9 o'clock on Channel 4, the second series of a prison drama I've mentioned many times on this podcast called Screw is going to be coming out. And I spent basically a year and a half of my life working on this show as an assistant script editor, and I'm really, really proud of it. Rob Williams, the writer, is an absolute genius, and it's all about, you know, the prison system and sort of pointing out what's wrong with the prison system, as well as being a really entertaining drama. So if you haven't even seen the first series, it doesn't matter. You'd still be able to watch watch it but be sure to check out Screw on Thursday night it's also going to all be on all four or whatever they call the Channel 4 streaming website now because I keep changing the name anyway that's everything for me thank you to the PBH Free Fringe for having us again this year as well it was an absolute privilege to get to do it again oh before I forget actually I should probably say we actually had a heckler in this week's show kind of a heckler the guy was a bit steaming he just came in watched the show for a bit he was he was actually pretty harmless and he didn't interrupt us too much we'd kept it in because it was quite funny and we all dealt with it very well probably the band better than me to be honest but no it was very an amusing aspect of the episode but Anyway, without much further ado, episode 110 of Just Get A Real Job podcast with the incredible Dictator. Southsider and Edinburgh, let me hear you! That was a bit live, but let's make you welcome to Just Get A Real Job Live podcast! It's the last night, let me get a big up to you, come on! On the show tonight, we have the exceptional, the brilliant, the marvellous, Dictator! And you come back! There we go. And of course, how can we forget the main man in the air world? Please welcome your host, Mr. Jamie McKinley! Good evening, Edinburgh. Thank you for coming out. We've got a very packed room tonight, so it's great. It's going to be a good one. Um, we are joined by Dictator, who we've had. So I had Zach on the podcast last February, and you guys have been on it like an amazing journey since then. And we, I've been wanting to sort of do some of the whole band for ages, so it's a joy to have you all on. And we're going to share two mics. Last week, one of our mics broke. 
So this night, yeah, it's going to be more of a success. But thank you so much for coming on. Do you just want to all introduce yourself and we'll kick this off? Uh, how you doing, Jamie? Thank you for having us, mate. Uh, I am Zach. I play guitar. I'm Michael. I sing the songs. And uh, I'm Joe, and I play bass. <laughs> thank you. But thank you all. Um, well, I thought I'd kick us off by sort of um, asking about your recent sort of headline gigs that you've been up to. So obviously, I, I saw you guys live at King Tut's a few months ago, which was a great night. Um, you've been doing loads. No, it's been busy. Like uh, we've done King Tut's a couple of months ago. I think we've got the next ones on and more. Um, but we played our first festival two or three weeks ago, which was class. Uh, thank you very much. Were you there? And that <laughs> uh, it wasn't that good. Uh, it was like one of the worst experiences. It was pro- the rain was horrendous, but we had a good time. Uh, but no, King Tut's was a couple of months ago. It feels like an age ago. Yeah. Um, Is it, it April or something? Right? Uh, it was April. That feel- genuinely feels like last year. Um, but it's weird because you always feel like so far away for your last time whenever you do this. I don't know about you boys, but uh, it's been class. <laughs> <laughs> um, what festival was it that you played? Was it uh, you played the, you played in Queens Park right around the corner? For no, me. I was so on holiday. That, at the time. No, we done that. Uh, no, we played Why Not Festival down in Manchester. I don't know if anybody's been yet, but have you been yet? No, I just know it. Just I, <laughs> so I had no idea. People thought it was like a like I don't know like a charity festival or that. They were like, "Oh, I did a wee festival." I'm like, "Paul Weller's headlining. <laughs> uh, uh, who's he?" I'm like, "All right, doesn't matter." <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was cool. It was an amazing festival. It was like a proper one. Felt like being behind the scenes at Tea in the Park back in the day. Amazing, Bring amazing. How did the rest of you boys find it? Um, I really enjoyed it, but we went down. We we wanted to go down early to get the full festival experience. Mm. There was a lot of acts performing that yeah. we really enjoyed. But we went in too early and we were shattered by like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and, we ju- and our set was at 8 o'clock at night, so we were just sitting around pretty much. W- for like two hours before our set, we just went and sat in Michael's car and all tried to get, <laughs> get, a, get a kip. Uh, um, Successful, though. They get, once we got on stage, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I meant the kip, but... Oh, yeah. the kip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kip was brilliant, to be honest. We, we all had a wee cuddle. I'm glad the show was good, too, though. <laughs> um, and obviously, as well, since I last spoke to you, Zach, on the podcast, Rubik's Cube, the EP's come out. One amazing EP, full of absolute bangers. The music video for Rubik's Cube as well. Oh, it's brilliant. brilliant. Right. Great stuff. Really enjoyed it, but it was a cool... Uh, have any of you heard the EP, by the way? Yeah. Or, nah, okay, so we're cutting up one person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the label, who they didn't even put their hand up there. They were like, ah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just about that sweet villa. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it was amazing. It was class. So we released an EP last year called Rubik's Cube, right? Um, and it kind of it was just our first proper, I don't know, piece of art, mm. if you want to call it that. Um, it was a bit of a kind of. Can we swear on this? I like. Of course you uh, can. No, get said yeah. bad. I'm just. It was like a proper like <laughs> party. It was piss take. Like so, we done like the Rubik's Cube video. We got to do amazing things mm. that I don't know you'll remember forever. But it's been class. We got to number four in the, the album charts in Scotland, which is amazing. We got like, top top ten in the record store charts and stuff like that. Mm. I think it exceeded any of our expectations, which is quality. Um, yeah. And you had vinyls and stuff as well. Vinyls, I like. We sold so many. We still got a wee bit to go, but um, until <laughs> they get the money back. But it's all good. It's all good so far. If you guys want a vinyl, you want to buy them tonight, hit us up, right? It'll keep us in a job for another wee while. But no, nah, it was cool. It was an amazing thing, and we've given it 10 months since we released it, mm. which feels like an age. But I do think sometimes you just need to let things, like, yeah, just yeah, leave yeah. it for a bit and then see what happens. But I think we're all kind of chapping it a bit just to get the next thing done. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, obviously, I've got a new single coming out, which we'll go on to very shortly. But I sort of wanted to ask you, lads, uh, what your favourite song from the EP is, because it's full of absolute bangers. So do you each have, like, a favourite song from it or a song uh, that you maybe like playing more? Um, but certainly my favourite song is probably still pangolin what an absolute i mean with Benz as well it's, it's amazing isn't it yeah i think a uh, collaboration is part of the spirit of what mm. dictator is and to to secure somebody like Benz to come and work yeah. with us was, was really special and he brought the energy the whole um the whole experience of working with him and mm. the piece of music that michael wrote for it was just amazing and powerful yeah, so yeah, yeah. i love that tune personally yeah, no, it's a great one. And I'd like the way that it changes at the end as well, like it's got like that's really upbeat and then it's like that lovely melancholic ending. That's why that's my favourite on the EP as well. But I was scared to mention it because I always like want to call it Pentagonium for some reason and not Pangolin. I don't sure, know why. Man, just, maybe sure. it's my dyslexia, but nah. I always just read it wrong and I'm like, I'm, I'm so scared to say this one. You were on a festival so. poster as Dominator once, right? And so instead of like there, <laughs> she just do that, man. Just just mispronounce it. Yeah, Bam, up. I'll go for you it. Love it. I'll go for it. What about you, Joe? Do you have a favourite on there? I like Finn. It's uh, probably the most uh, fun one to play. Mm. It's got like I've got a wee solo in it and get a bit of attention for a couple of minutes <laughs> before. And also, it's uh, nah, it's one that just I don't know. It's happy in that man. Uh, and uh, 
The other one's good, Conquistador. I'm so happy that you're continuing your stage presence on stage tonight. It's great. Because it's, <laughs> a, it's like in, a, in an amazing way. In an amazing. It's, it's great. It's one of these things where you think, like, oh, I can come down and I'll say, I'll say that. And, oh, I thought about this to talk about. <laughs> and then you sit here and that light's blinding you, man. You've got about 10 litres of sweat coming out your... I feel you. I feel you. 100%. I'm the exact same, man. But I, I, all the songs are good, is what I was trying to say. Good. Thank you. What about you, Michael? Uh, mine is probably Pangolin, uh, with Bems as well. Uh, Pangolin and Finn are my two kind of mm. standout ones, I'd say. Uh, it was cool to get someone to rap on a tune. Uh, I don't yeah. know like, I don't know if anybody writes songs like that, but you never feel that you're, I don't know, good enough, or like you're, you're knowing that genre, you're knowing that mm. scene. And so then when we sent it on to him, I was like, ah, boys, I don't know if he, he might just knock us back and be like, this is rubbish. But when yeah. he'd done it, it was, it was class. And I think when he first came into the studio and done it, we were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but no, that's my favourite. Yeah, and what I loved as well, you guys, was it last year where you were nominated for, like, uh, BBC Scotland Introducing Artist? Was that the right award? Yeah, I? yeah, we lost it. Yeah, but what I mean, but what, <laughs> but what I was going to say, which was lovely about that, was, like, obviously, Ben, he won it. He and did that. you guys were so supportive on social media, like, oh, we picking him in. up. And Should I have seen us behind the scenes, right? <laughs> we were like, no, no, we were. It was, uh, we were happy for him. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Any mic advice for us right now? Just a double. Just wanted to check. Last last week, Elliot grabbed my mic and forced it near my mouth, so nice. I was waiting for him to start tonight. Um, I also wanted to talk about the new single "Enough Is Enough," yeah. which you very kindly sent me a press release for. When's that out? It's quite soon, isn't it? Thirtieth of August. When's it's coming up. Thirtieth. Yeah. So a week tomorrow. A week tomorrow. Mm. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> Do you want to t- tell the audience a bit about the track? Aye, it's um, so it's a track with first track in like eleven months. It will be uh, since our release, which is class. Um, it's just it's political, which is what I think everybody tells you no today. <laughs> um, but like we actually wrote it at the start of the year when there was like the big strike stuff happening. But yeah. it's hard because see sometimes I don't like see when you hear people who try and capitalize on it. There's loads of bands who do it and they're like, yeah. oh, like did, would anyone be like that? It's more just like a. I don't know, like a wee kind of like frame of a picture of what's actually happening rather yeah. than be like, we support this and we want to do this at the next thing because I don't know if that undermines it a wee bit. I think people can see through it and say, you're just trying to get people who are yeah, invested yeah, yeah. in that. But like a lot of our other halves are like teachers and like, like my, mm. my sister, she's a teacher, Alan's other half, she, she's a teacher. And a lot of people who've been affected and are on strike are actually related to us. Yeah, so yeah. it means a lot. And it's weird because we've been asking like, people at gigs and stuff like that is anybody striking and there's actually like a large percentage of the room who have been on strike or are striking and I don't know it's just kind of like it's for that it's for just a kind of sign of the times as to what's happening I think enough is enough as a phrase itself is like I think we're all feeling that there's a campaign that was initially done but enough is enough which is basically like turn the tide of what's happening because like enough has happened and they're like the only way we can do it is everybody takes a stand and everybody starts going on strike and stuff like that. Yeah. Jeremy Lynch with the, the, the train, he got mm. behind it and stuff. But then I'm sure the, the Conservative Party kind of changed it and there was, they tried to move the enough is enough statement to like uh, about immigrants and stuff like that. Yeah. Because again, it was all like hijacking what, like, oh, if you're going to have all these banners, meaning that we're going to turn the message to this and then that's going to turn people away from sharing it. Mm. So it's, it's just that we really like the song. It's a nice, fun song to play live, but it's got a deeper message, which is cool and kind of why we want to do it. Without yeah, getting yeah. too arty farty on it, which is like, I mean, like, it's hard, yeah, yeah. it's hard to find that balance. So, just to, to bring Zach and Joe into this sort of new song, so what, what do you guys, um, what's your sort of feelings on the song? I don't know which one of you wants to go for. Um, to, it hits home, particularly for me as well. I was forced out of a job a couple of years ago because mm. the, my employer was changing my contract, essentially trying to tell me that I wasn't yeah. worth what they were paying me. Um, and tried to force me to sign a new contract I refused and therefore I had to leave the job mm. that company a year later then announced record profits so I c- they, they had the money to pay for us but they just didn't yeah, want yeah. to so I, I'm glad I did that that actually allowed me to focus on this a whole lot more and um, yeah it, it just it hits home particularly hard for me I will say as well that we've not released a song it'll be nearly a year since our EP came out and we were we've had this song for a while uh, we were actually sitting on quite a few songs, but yeah. it was kind of, we had to wait until we had something to say. I didn't want to just put out anything. Um, and this this song particularly, we know we can come out, we know it's going to relate to people. Um, the whole country is pretty pissed off right now. I feel like it's not just us, it's not just people on strike, it's everyone across the board. Even on whatever side of the political spectrum you sit on, nobody's happy, yeah. man. So um, I guess we just wanted to come out and just, this was this song is kind of just our expression of that trying to trying to mm. i think in the press release i say it's the the only way we know how to express ourselves is through our music so that's how we're yeah. doing it 
Hundred percent. What about you, Joe? Do you have any thoughts on the song? Uh, I was forced out a job as well, uh, by myself because I hated the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I forced myself to leave because if I stayed there any longer, enough definitely would have been enough for me. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, I mean, there's not really much I can say or add on to what Michael and Zach have just said. That will make any sense. So I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Um, and I guess the next part of that is like about you were mentioned being political as a band and stuff. Like, where, do you think bands have a right to be political? Because it's like a kind of weird sort of thing where some people don't like it. It happens in football a lot when footballers yeah, yeah. are political. People are like, stay in your lane. Like, obviously, punk and stuff is all based on that that whole ethos. And I think politics and music definitely should blend. Politics and the arts always should blend. But what do you guys sort of feel on that one? I, I struggle because I feel that you need to be educated on the topic first. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost in it because you don't want to do the digging into politics. Politics is boring. And like there's a lot more at play than just the actual thing that you're complaining about. Yeah. And there's normally reasons. Like, And it undermines there's a lot of politicians who are good and you, we tag every single one as bad because of certain bad things that a government has done. Yeah. And I think that's where it almost gets belittled because if you just start saying like, like fuck the Tories, right? just got to say that as an example, that is polarising. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you are a, a well-to-do or you're like good on either end of the spectrum, that turns you off immediately being able to talk about anything. So you can't give a view there. You can't explain your mm -hmm. views because you're already polarised by it, right? I, this is it's like you need to get deep and it's boring, right? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, that's my hang with yeah, it. So it's difficult because I've I've always said with us, I'm like, if you've got something to say, say it, but make sure you're educated on what you're saying. Don't just say it because yeah. it's you, it's giving you a good feeling or you're angry because if yeah. you say it because you're angry but you don't understand it, then you're just shouting into the void and you're not really doing anything different. Um, there was there's loads I've read into it on like in terms of how you should, what you should do if you should and if the arts have any place in shaping shaping it. But they always have, like back from Roman times and stuff like that, is that it's yeah. always been part of shaping society as the arts will comment on what's happening, but they also shape what's happening because you're the one to, your favourite band, your favourite footballer, your favourite everything, are the ones who are most listened to. So they do actually have a lot of power, but I think they need to respect that. And that's where I struggle yeah. in all of this, is I'm like, you don't want to say too much to criticise things you don't understand, but also you need to say enough of what you do. So I know that's a very waffly answer. No, I but think you know, I totally, you know I, mean? I totally chime with what you're saying. I agree. I think I've, one of my favourite idols lyrics is like the best way to be a Tory is to read and get rich because it's basically yeah. saying what you just said. Like, because yeah. you know they don't want us to be. It suits the you know it suits the narrative to not be clued up. Yeah. Because then you can lose the argument. Because I agree. Like I sometimes find myself wanting to just say fuck the Tories, etc. But yeah. I think they actually play into the hands by doing that in a sense. It is, and it and it stops you from entering a debate. And I'm I'm sure no one wanted to listen to a politics <laughs> debate on a, on a Tuesday night so apologies yeah. but I do find it super interesting because it's something I'm passionate about but also probably more quiet about because yeah. I'm passionate about it in terms of what mm. am I saying and do you wait do you hold off until you have enough weight behind you to then say yeah, to then yeah, say yeah. this is what I actually think but also by then you can change it and you can say this is how we do it this is what we should be doing we shouldn't yeah. be doing X, Y or Z um, yeah. but it's difficult because yeah. I think you come across as smarmy as well if you're like oh yeah like I know what I'm talking about like people tax tax the rich and <laughs> you stuff can't like win. That. yeah you can't genuine win. it's like tax the rich and you're like oh but there's loads of people who'd lose out on a lot of money who are not rich and actually it would affect you like your mums and dads and mm. oh that doesn't matter the billionaires shouldn't exist and you're like no I, I know that but they don't kind of exist because and it's stuff like that that you're like I find it difficult to know your place in it and yeah. I think we're still learning what our place is to say or not mm. so yeah I don't know what That's you really what do you, yeah do you guys have a take on this or um I, I just <laughs> wanted to say we're artists and we create for ourselves. Yeah. So a lot of people don't like um, politics within music. I, I actually don't care. I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, some of my favourite artists are like Rage Against the Machine, for example, who often yeah, yeah, yeah. say it and they say it loud. Um, but we create music for ourselves first and foremost. If other people don't like what we've got to say, just turn that music off, mate. <laughs> like, that's it. We're doing it for yeah. ourselves. So what about you, Joe? Do you have anything to add to this uh, topic? Mr. Politics himself. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, this actually segues really nicely into my next sort of question. And you guys have done this so well, but balancing your sort of day-to-day -day jobs with the band and your art and stuff, like this was what this podcast is sort of all about, you know. A lot of the guests we have on have, you know, they work other jobs or they'd had to work other jobs to get to where they are. Like, how do you guys manage all that? Because, you, you know, it's amazing how much work you put into the band and still, you know, bring the bills and, you know, do other things. Who told you we were doing it well? 
<laughs> I've just assumed. <laughs> I think about quitting this band daily because <laughs> I'm uh, trying to balance it with my work life, uh, work life and mm. family life, man. It is hard as anything. I've got yeah. a wee boy now, a one-year-old. Yeah, congratulations. Got, thank you very much. Alan's got two wee boys. One's five, just started primary school. Mm. Um, we're not balancing it very well. <laughs> it is really, really hard. Mike has got a career, a wife. Joe's just moved into his first flat. It's like, mm. this is it's not easy at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we are balancing it too well, man. It's hard. <laughs> I, I find that as well. I just really struggle to run this podcast and work full-time and be a you know a present friend and partner it's really it's really fucking hard isn't it genuinely that's why turned I into a therapist but i mean it's true no mate it is i know <laughs> anybody else want to come up come on yeah, tell come me on, we'll one at a time uh, no but it is but also we're learning right so mm. that we're getting better at what we want to do and we're also becoming more selective the hardest thing with doing music or anything creative is yeah. you feel like you're only relevant as your next thing yeah so, yeah, so yeah. like you only feel as relevant as the next thing you're doing and you could have we could have smashed it. We could have a number one album went platinum, and I can tell you right now that if we'd went ten months without releasing it, we'd be like, "Why are we doing this, boys? <laughs> we don't feel successful." Like genuinely, yeah, because yeah. there's nothing next, and that's where I really struggle. Is that like when it's really busy and it becomes really taxing and mm. it's difficult, then you go, "Boys, we c- this is unsustainable. Yeah, we need yeah, to yeah. find a way where it does start being sustainable." Mm. But then when you kind of take a step back from it because you're maybe burning yourself out. That's when you go like, oh, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. I need something. I need to, I need to like, because actually there's potential that we could do X, Y, or Z. The only thing I would say is that last year we were lucky enough to go on tour. We were lucky enough to do some of the stuff. Played like some amazing venues and stuff we'll probably like, we'll remember forever. And it's that part of it that you kind of take away that I'm like, actually, that was mm. phenomenal. The actual outcome of yeah, it was yeah. class. But during it, it was a bit like a whirlwind. And that's not sustainable to do a full-time job, be a full-time partner, and also go and do that. So we need to be really careful if we pursue this and things happen with it as to what we do and how we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, actually, when Zach was last in the podcast, we had a really nice chat about the fact that you guys, being a bit older, has really helped being in the band. Because when you were younger, you maybe would have been a bit silly or gone and got, like, steaming and, and got up to, like, you know, rock and roll stuff. Um, whereas, like, maybe now you're a bit more, like, sort of level-headed. Well, that's what Zach was saying. Anyway. I don't know if that's uh, true or not. It was a year and a half ago, but... <laughs> I know it is though, because like genuinely, like we t- it's it's mad because you want to be more selective, but you also don't want to fuck up your chances. Yeah. So like we've all been steaming and been terrible <laughs> at gigs, and like you turn up and you're like, oh, but it's fine when you're younger. But see now you're like, boys, we can't get away with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It can suck the fun out of you, which is the the shitty thing, because like you go away and, yeah. and you're like, so there's a again a balance of like you some enjoy some of it, then you do it to a point where it's so professional and so like we need to do this this and this because then that's no fun. Yeah. That's something you've talked about in terms of like going to a gig and feeling that it's like uh Here's man. Um, it's five or entry man. That's the only thing. Um, nah, I'm only joking, man. I'm only joking. Take a seat. Nah, nah. Uh, no, but genuinely it's like one of those things where I think if we were to, to do it again or or to go and pursue yeah. it. Um, everything needs to be like a, it's like an admin task to go and yeah, do this, yeah. this and this. Band practice sessions are like meetings. We sit there and we've got so many things to go over. Like, have you done the artwork for this? Have you done this, 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 and this? Mm. That can be draining. Try to organize a tour, draining. So you have to find what you find fun about it and double down on that stuff and just be like, boys, why are we actually doing this? It's because we like that. So yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, Joe, but... Yeah, how do, how do you sort of cope with all that, Joe? Like, like the balance and like life and sort of running the band, etc. Uh, no, it's, it's tough. I mean, like pretty much everybody, you know, in a band or whatever, they never go in it to like do it as a job it was all for fun and uh you talk about like the better you get the better venues you get to that's what you kind of aim, aim for mm. when you're getting there then it's you can't enjoy it because it's always just coming on top of you everything outside yeah, yeah. Of, uh, the band as well uh like i said with my last job that i forced myself out that <laughs> was t- honestly i was like hating it like yeah. work was dreadful and w- the band stuff and that it was good, but it was just it was something else. That's how it felt for me at the time. It was just some something else adding on, adding on. And uh, it's taken uh, to kind of do it. Like so we kind of chucked ourselves in, like we were saying with that tour. It's taken to do it to realise what you can get out of it, which is actually going to like benefit you. Like yeah, yeah. no benefit you, but like what what you're doing it for. You don't want to forget what it's all about. And uh, I, I mean, it's going to be tough at times. You know what I mean, uh, work or not going to give you the holidays you need <laughs> and that. Uh, going to have to phone in a few sick days <laughs> and whatever. And, and you just cross the bridges when you come to them. And um, mm. 
I'm sure there'll be a few by the end of 2023. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, it, it's so true though. Like sometimes I'll find this podcast really stressful. Like, why am I doing this? And then you remember, well, I love doing this, blah blah. And I think getting back to that feeling really does help when you're like uh, just being creative again. Because the point of being a critic is it's fun. You, you know, you're able to have fun, etc. So, no, I totally hear you on that. Um, thank you all for your, your answer there. Um, I wanted to talk about the tour that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like next month. That's, that's very exciting. Tell us where you're going, what are the dates, etc. So, I've actually got it on my phone, so I remember, but we're playing. Do you know the dates off the top of your head? I just know that. I don't know them either, Barry, oh, so God, I should have been prepped. Yeah, like, well, yeah, they'll yeah. be linked underneath the podcast if you're listening to this later on when it comes out. Yes, they will. Uh, let me find the poster here. We're playing a lot of venues, and they are all strategically placed at the weekends because to avoid things like taking days off work, etc. But yeah. September the 8th, we play Liverpool. September the 22nd, London. 29th of September, Birmingham. Uh, 30th of September, Newcastle. And then October the 27th, Leeds. October the 28th, Manchester. So Amazing. it's our first proper UK yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. We might never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it, depends. it depends what it's like. And, and again, it's like it's that. That's really taxing. And see we, see we touring and stuff. You don't do it for money at this level. Yeah. And probably the next couple of levels. Uh, mm. But there's a payoff. There's like a kind of golden pot at the end of the rainbow that if you can sell out one to 2,000 capacity venues for X amount of dates a year, yeah. you can really cash in on that and do it full time. Class. That's what we all want. But there's a grueling and long path to get yeah, there yeah, yeah. that you have to decide. We spoke to a guy uh, who shall remain nameless, but he was fairly, <laughs> fairly like famous. He's successful. And he referred to it as a toilet tour, right? That's right, what he called right. it. He was like, what are you putting? We're like, oh, he's like, oh, dad, we call him a toilet tour. And I was like, thanks, man. Uh, it wasn't a Capaldi, man. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no far off. But we were like, yeah, oh, cheers, man. What a way to belittle. Like, uh, our, our biggest achievement. Eh? Paolo Nutini. No, no. <laughs> I'll tell you after, right? Uh, <laughs> but no, no. It was it, it, stuff like that. It's really hard. But we're really excited about playing the gigs. So uh, dealing with promoters, booking venues, mm. sucks. It's just shite. It's just yeah, it's yeah. no enjoyable. Playing gigs is class. Different venues is class different cities where people hear your music and you're like wow how do they know this see when you turn up in manchester and somebody's wearing a dictator t-shirt and you're like how what are you doing <laughs> like, what are you actually doing like i don't know who you are and it, that's cool but it's everything you get there you just need to if we get good at it though if we learn from it and we get better the next time and we know how to balance it then fine oh you go man have you have no i have you get that I've, I've never heard them man but does he Ah, oh, the guy in Dubai, is that the guy in... Uh, I, I know who he is. Aye, aye, aye. That's class. Yeah. He's open for so many folk here in Dubai. He's got a monopoly on it, fair play. <laughs> nah, we will do, man. He called it a toilet tour. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, Zach, what I w- and, and Joe, actually, and, and Michael, as well, we, can all, we can all answer this. I actually thought it'd be interesting, top tips for going on tour, just for anyone that, you know, what... what, what other musicians listening what would you recommend on, on a tour I'll doing? go quickly right uh, and it's sad uh, if you want see if you're a singer then you drink right <laughs> I'm, I'm yet to actually take up my advice yeah. on that uh, <laughs> but it's uh, don't drink because it's fine but alcohol really mucks up your vocal cords and if you're playing three shows in a row the third show you're terrible <laughs> and see if you're just I wish see sometimes I wish we were in one of these shouty bands uh, that you could just like or talk over um, yeah. the second thing is uh, I got into like uh, like yoga and stretching and stuff, right? It's just sad. Uh, but it's like it's, it's when you're getting in at four in the morning, right? Just to take a second, like there's like see if you just sit for ten minutes and just yeah. breathe or something. It, it's really hard to pr- just switch off. There's a lot of cool shit happened last year, but it's hard to catch up with what's mm. just happened because it just feels like a dream. And then you get home and it's about trying to be like you're waking up for work the next again day, and you've maybe played like the Barras the night before, and you're just like yeah. it's it's. Ah, well, you could do that route, but uh, <laughs> rather expensive and could be bad down the line. But the uh, like, a couple of the things, like when you when you go and play at the Barras and you're sitting there on a that's a podcast first. I know, I <laughs> uh, sitting in a meeting the day after, and you're just like, it's hard not to be like, I was playing Barras last night. Do you ken that? Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's that. Mm. That's what I would say. Uh, for me, it's if you didn't want to end up like falling out with your good mates really quickly, make sure and take space for yourself. Just yeah. go out and take a walk, or, like pre-gig or something like that, because he's living on top of each other, like really sleeping living on top of each other, sleeping, sleeping in the cars, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really easy to start getting on each other's nerves, especially yeah. if, if if someone's maybe had a few few too many pints after the gig, you know. 
Um, I don't know which one he was looking at there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just just take, make sure and take a wee bit of space for yourself. Yeah. Joe, do you have any top tips for anyone going on to? Uh, download some podcasts. I, d- I know a good one, but I don't want to say. <laughs> I like... Uh, what I've found is on Spotify and seeing steady listening to music, like for the long drives, I'll just like pick a, a comedian I like and you usually get like a full stand-up set of this, mm. so I'll just do a lot of um, Norm MacDonald, Mitch Hedberg and that usually kills a couple of us. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you very much, guys, for answering that one as well. Um, I wanted to talk about your sort of writing style and musicals. I mean, me and Zach sort of covered this last time he's on, but I don't remember what your answer for this was. What, what was it you said, the band sound? You compared the sound to something, but I've totally forgotten, which is terrible for me answering this question, but it's fine. I give a different answer every time. Well, you give another one, it's fine. You can all see, what, if you might all have different answers on this, which would be interesting. I keep saying different, like, what's your favourite band? I say, yeah. like, I said that his is Van Halen in one interview, <laughs> and he was reading through, he was like, I don't fucking like Van Halen. And I, and I, was, like, and I was like, I know. I was like, that's why. So uh, whatever we say tonight comes yeah. with a wee disclaimer that it that's might fine. be No, no. He's a bamming me up, it's all uh, No, no, no. But I think for us, like, uh, in terms of influences, like, Alt-J, uh, personally like we like hip-hop there's a lot of hip-hop influences yeah. for you um there's a lot of like gorillas we love mm-hmm. right but if you hear our music you'll be like that doesn't sound like gorillas it's not that it's just that see the second and third album and all that when they yeah, started yeah, yeah. just doing what they liked that was our kind of ethos at the start because they mm-hmm. work with loads of people and they do loads of different genres that's what you want to do that's what's enjoyable uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. for like we all individually have different ones uh, like alan's favorites coldplay i think he's like he's mad into that but i think from Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's it's stuff like that that's like, we all individually have our own thing. Um, yeah. Well, who's yours? Uh, probably Naz is the goat, man. Yeah, I think you said that last time as well. I got right into Jay Dilla, right? Just as in, like, mm. the creation of the beats and stuff like that. That was my... As soon as I heard about that... Aye. But, like, we got right into that, and then I, I was, like, obsessed with that and how what he'd done and how much he managed to do in his short time and all that was class, so, yeah. That's great. Eclectic. Joe, oh, thank you for what. What would you like? What sounds have sort of influenced the band for you, and who would you sort of say you maybe sound a bit like? Do you have a different answer to these guys? Nah, they've pretty much summed it all up there in in one <laughs> or three answers. <laughs> what was that question? What genres and what inspires you? What's your influences? I man, well, it changes all the time. Like uh, now. I'm trying what I've been listening to, man. You've got to show. Oh, cartoons, <laughs> man. Cartoo- the cartoons are good. It's always handy. Good Livingston <laughs> band. Uh, very inspirational to me. Uh, although they did start probably about ten years after I started playing music, but they're, they're a new inspiration. You need to you need to uh, keep things fresh in that. We were in the studio over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, yeah, and our exactly. our main references were Dua Lipa. Nice and um, like nineties trans classics. So like like was it like Dave Pierce trans classics mm. and all that? So that That's just not that <laughs> genuine. <laughs> I know Zach would never lie to me. We, yeah, <laughs> uh, but that just gives you an idea of just how eclectic eclectic I guess the, our music styles are. Yeah, no, very they're very it's very eclectic. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you about how much time we actually got because that's the thing like it goes so fast. We've only got the hour, um, so I might have to miss a few. But. You guys use social. I think you guys use social media really well. Especially like whenever we do a podcast with, are, are you guys are involved or, or like, oh, would there been a must have been a goal. Yeah. Um, I said two weeks in a row I've had to record a podcast with a Rangers game on in the background. There's nothing worse, uh, man. Which I never thought would happen. I do apologise to you guys. I said that beforehand. <laughs> um, but like you know, the way you guys sort of use like the grassroots and doing it yourself, and not having maybe like a massive backing behind you. Like whenever we, you know, I do a podcast with anyone in the Scottish music industry, I find that on Twitter and stuff, that it's amazing. We get so many like retweets and people like being really encouraging. How have you sort of tapped into that? And like, what advice would you have for other bands that want to do that as well? I don't think it was deliberate. Um, Twitter just has a, had uh, an amazing new music community where they all wanted to support each other and. I guess we got to know like our local bands first um, mm. and started interacting with them via socials and then yeah. you start to find all these crazy new music champions that also, they, do, they want to help you out, they like your music, they want to share your music, mm. they want to talk about other bands that you like and they like and it's like a genuine community, it's really, really nice, it's really friendly. Um, I will say it's a bit of a double-edged sword because now that our fan base has kind of grown, 
you get a lot of messages and you get a lot of people trying to interact with you and you're like you feel like you owe them like you have like you, you ha i try and reply to everyone but i can't like i physically can't actually reply and you start getting dms and then it's like it's really difficult and it almost puts you off and it becomes quite taxing yeah. so it's it's another one of those balancing acts that we're uh, still trying yeah. to work our way around I think what you said about it being like organic though really adds to it because I, I genuinely feel the support that I see on Twitter for you guys is so genuine and people really mean it and I think that's because you guys are a really genuine band and are really honest about your journey etc as well which is you know it really helps yeah we're, we're, I think we're just actual music fans we just yeah. love what we do and we love listening to new music and discovering new artists um, and then when you Thankfully, we were able to meet like-minded people via yeah. via social media, uh, and and create like genuine relationships with them, um, which I now regret massively. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. What about do you that you both have like a sort of take on the? Because you all run different social media. Things, Aye, right? so Zach, Zach does Twitter, but Zach's amazing at it. He's uh, really he puts, good at he puts it, yeah. a lot of effort in it, and he graphs. But he's also you've just got the knack for it. Um, mm. Like in, in terms of managing it and being able yeah, to, yeah. to go back to people is amazing. Uh, I find sometimes that if uh, if I go on Instagram and stuff like that, so like I, I'm I do Instagram. Uh, but I've not done any stories for a while, but yeah. I also feel that there's a time and a place for it. So like we're releasing a new single, that's when I'll likely yeah, jump yeah. back on. It's hard to not get addicted to, or not addicted, but you want that constant. Oh, I I struggle that yeah. so much, especially doing it weekly with yeah. an episode. It's like. You want it to be like, better, yeah. and you want it to be good, and you want people to like to like what you're doing. Like TikTok's yeah, yeah, yeah. a good example. Me and Joe have been making daft wee TikToks, but They're then you, you maybe spend a wee bit of time doing them, and then mm. if they don't do X, Y, or Z, or like ten people like it, you're like, I can't be asked doing that because yeah, you know yeah. how much of a drain it was. And that's where I struggle is that you then start doing content for social media, but you can tell you don't want to do it. Yeah. So then it's not engaging. It's just this negative feedback loop. Mm. And same with like doing calls to actions and stuff, and like, oh, buy our tickets and stuff like that it's really hard you need to be genuine and that's why i need to almost like save up all of my genuine credits so that when i do yeah. it i use them all and then i'm done and then <laughs> then i'm not getting like sucked into it or getting sucked into like responding to people or trying to be funny or try to be stupid or anything like that yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's my genuine take is that I, I do it every now and then it can be good it can be bad you just have to make sure that you close yourself off to, yeah. to whatever like don't read. It's like it's like when you see people who read reviews on like if they have a restaurant and they're like obsessed with the bad reviews and stuff like that. I can imagine that's really difficult. But if you had a restaurant, you couldn't look at reviews at all. Yeah. And I think that's where you that's have to go. Uh, but you, you kind of look at the good ones or the bad ones. Just don't look at any of them and just yeah. keep doing what you're doing. I think that's what I would I would do. What about you, Joe? You're on Bebo. People's <laughs> going strong. We're on uh, 156 <laughs> likes so far this year. <laughs> No, is it love's been shared? The love has been shared. Nah, I'm good on. But nah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's other people that get pure social media fear. Like, I can't do it. Like, I've logged in the dictator Twitter like twice, and it's just 20 plus every time. I'm like, I'll try, and then nah. TikTok and that as well. TikTok's easier because I don't think we've got as many people on that. And it's it's a laugh. Like, you make you have a laugh making a video, and then I'll post it, and then I'll just not check it for like a week. Uh, but I've not had too much abuse um, for what I've seen. Well, I'm not, not, not doing anything deserving of abuse, I don't, I don't think. There's, there's maybe a couple in the drafts that will sit there. Uh, I mean, you've got to do it, but that's it's just part. It's just part. 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 <laughs> Did you see that? Part. Is that me? <laughs> You're making it trendy, it's good. There's a new TikTok for you. You can play around with the mic. Um, by the way, I was trying so hard to be present with you guys, just waiting for... I felt like I wasn't the host for a bit, so oh I was like, shit, that's fine. We got through it. Exactly. We got... You handled it very well. Thank you. Um, I also wanted to quickly address that you guys broke your rule recently and followed tenants back on Instagram because you never followed anyone. Who was it that made that decision? Right. So basically, we only <laughs> followed dictators on Instagram. Uh, completely... Has stopped any growth on that platform. We could be at like 10,000 yeah. followers by now, but we just don't want anyone back. You followed, I think, someone first, and you're like, I thought it'd be funny. Just every couple of hundred. Idi Amin will just follow, only follow dictators, and every couple of hundred will do it. We used to do a thing, it was like Dictator Wars, where you would go and like, <laughs> yeah, it would be like, uh, what's that card game? But Trump, Top Trumps, yeah. like Dictator Top Trumps, uh, which we've got, we bought, we bought a custom made oh, version of Dictator Top Trumps. And uh, like as in, and it's like however many deaths. Are, like it's, it's no funny, right? But we played it the first two. We were like, oh, this is funny. And we were like, boys, we can't share this. This is actual bad. 
There's bad things. So we're like, uh, basically, we used to do this thing where you voted for your favourite dictator, and at the end of that competition, we would follow it, mm. and then a war broke out, and we were like, <laughs> that's no funny anymore, and we didn't do it. So we've undermined that period of our, of our band life, right? And we've grown <laughs> up. Um, but that's why we decided as a unit that mm. tenants recently followed us, and we're like, this is the perfect time to yeah. break that hoodoo and follow tenants, uh, which is, yeah. And Joe's sponsored by them as well. Yeah, it's no, Zach's exactly sponsored by them, I should say. By them. Yes, he is. The yeah. tenant Paiute. Yes, um, mate. Sorry, I've never like, heard you before me up here in the square. And can I get, <laughs> can I get something a cappella before I go? Uh, tenor outside the front, and I'll yeah, do it for yeah. you, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get at the end, yeah. Enjoy. No, I'm all good, man. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll ask you. Um, <laughs> Next year, the fringe. Um, yeah, um, he's in the band, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alan. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Scottish music industry. Yes. Oh, we, we, this man touched on it for us briefly, but who are the sort of big acts that sort of that have supported you, or you would recommend other people and stuff? Uh, so I think like locally in West Lothian is a growing scene. Uh, obviously, we talked yeah. about Bems. Uh, yeah, Bems amazing. has been amazing. Uh, like champion and hip hop in Scotland yeah, is a big yeah. thing. Uh, we were Can't lucky. need to get him on. He's oh, such a we good were guy. lucky to work with him uh, yeah. because and the thing is, it's like we were lucky to work with him before he jumped on that uh, yeah, that yeah. steam train. Uh, He's doing amazing. Oh, it's class. Um, I think there's there's a lot of people to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, we've talked about the cartoons. Uh, the mm-hmm. cartoons have came on tour with us. Uh, are they coming again next month? Is there no, any dates? No, no. no. Um, usual affairs boys are here in. Usual yeah. affairs, yes, indeed. Uh, usual yeah. affairs was a good one. Um, I don't know if you boys have got any favourites that you want to mention, or. Um, not really. I'd probably give a shout out to your previous guest for previous live show, yeah. from, which was Brown Bear and Sylvie. Oh, they're both just absolutely, you know, just good people as well. Yeah. And we did such a good show with them last year, and like, and Brown Bear's new album's done incredible as well. So it's great to see. And th- there's loads, uh, too many to name. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kind of on. But genuinely, there's always, in West Lothian, there's always been something there. There's always been a scene. Mm. And for some reason, probably Lewis Capaldi getting massive, <laughs> it's brought a new light to it, which is, I think it's brought out the best in every mm. band about. Before we were playing to a level where selling out a night in Bathgate was huge, great night. Yeah. If you can play a... He, uh, support slot show in Glasgow in front of a big crowd, brilliant. That was the sort of level everyone was sort of at. Now it's uh, world tours, and <laughs> that, that's what everybody's aiming for. And I, I definitely feel that there's, there's more good to come yeah. in the future. We had uh, Ross Layton on from Fatherson a few weeks ago for a hundred episode, and he was talking about when they were sort of getting big. I think it was like maybe 2014. The scene in Kilmarnock was really what helped them do it, and. I think scenes are so important. Yeah, I think they're from. I think they're from Kilmarnock. I hope I got that right. Sorry, Ross. Yeah, they're from the the West Coast. Maybe some of them aren't, but yeah, he's from the West Coast. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. So no, I just think it's really interesting that scene. How important a local scene really is to music, and why it's so important that that it's not just happening in the city. It's happening in you know Livingston or West Lover. You know all these little you know Glenrothes, all these places. It's so important to have scenes in the because that's where all the good music comes from, etc. I don't think there's as much happening as well, like in all seriousness, yeah. out in West Lothian. There's like one or two venues that you can play, mm. but I think that turns it more into like slightly more obsessive about music because yeah. it's not just the music, it's not just the band, it's the fact that you're gone with your mates twice, three times a week to go and practice. Yeah. And like you do that and you find a lot of joy from it and it's that side of it that yeah, actually sure. like you're just enjoying the craft of it rather than the thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like I feel like a lot even the now like I think we were sucked into the thing as in what is the outcome what is the mm. thing we're trying to do whereas when we were we it was just all about let's ah, just go and write some tunes let's just play view yeah. covers and see what happens you know what I mean <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it's like because it was fun so yeah, yeah. 100% um, I wanted to move on as well to obviously Scotland have had a good run so far in the, like the qualification I'm, n- I'm not going to say on here that we'd qualify because I would never do that because I'm yeah. not a fool if they do qualify, what's the next Scotland song you're going to try and cover? Because obviously did that, the last one. Um, it got played. We'll be coming down the road. It got played at Hamden. That's amazing. Uh, which well again, done. I was just sitting in my pants playing a wee tune, <laughs> right? As in, what did we do? It was a uh, we'll be coming and, and uh, bits yeah, and pieces. Bits and pieces of the mix. And yeah. I was like, boys, what do you think of this? Um, I sent it to this group chat of people who played football. And I was like, boys, what do you think of this? And some guy was trying to tell me he, the BPM needs to be put up a wee bit at yeah. this setting. I was like, oh, fuck off. I was like, that's not what I was asking. I was asking, do you, what do you think of it? And then I was like, boys, I'm overthinking this. Let's just release it and see what happens. And so like, I kind of mind who took it, but they were like, ah, and then they played it at Hamden. And we were like, oh, that wasn't supposed to do that. It was kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, aye, it was a label. Shout, shout out to the label. Did he ruin it, man? Uh, no, but by the end of that life cycle of the song, because it was a wee bit after we'd released it, because we released it for something, I can't remember. I think it was a qualification for the Euros. Um, mm. And when it did, we were like, this is mental. Like, it was a wee tune in my, in my house, and we were like, uh, it was like total DIY, and yeah. it was getting played there. You're like, that's no, that's no right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It should be, everything at that stadium, I think, should be getting like ultra produced and like really thought out, no just like, ah, let's just <laughs> shout this into a microphone and see what yeah. happens. So, it's cool. So, you got an don't idea know. for the next song? I don't know. We'll see. You we're can open all give a it. different answer. You can all give a different uh, answer. Aldi, what, what Scottish songs is there? Fontaine's DC had, one, we had a dream. We had a dream. We had a dream. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Tartan Army boys. There you go, good. Uh, come on, Scotland, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sampling we that. We got it there, we got it. They yeah, got yeah. his a cappella in the yeah, exactly. end. Exactly. You know I mean? um, uh, can we ask the crowd? Oh. Yeah, we should. What song do you want Dictator to cover next? What Scotland song? We have a dream. Yeah, that, I, I, lo- I love that as well. I think that's great. I think we should bring that back. Mate, it's a done deal, mate. That's a done deal, what will happen. Yeah, going to do it. Um, I've got some quick fires for you, which I sent like two hours before. Can I just say the first time in podcast history I've given forewarning of these? So we've all read them as well. We've exactly. Joe Very especially. Exciting. He's been prepping on the trips telling me. Yeah. Um, so Joe, you can go first. Great. There we go. So the first one, <laughs> the first one is um, Dream Collab. So who, if you could collaborate with anyone and with the band, who would it be? This is good to know, man. <laughs> uh, I have more than quick, one answer. Quick, 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 uh, uh, tiny temper. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about him the other day, man. Nice. He's, he's good. What, do we all, do we all say? Yeah, yeah, go uh, I would play, uh, oh. I'd probably say Little Sims. Oh, amazing. I was listening down the train here. It's so good. That would be mine. Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll make that happen. Dream headline venue, which I think I actually asked you last time, but you can answer a different one if you want. Yeah, I think last time I said there was like Glastonbury headline set, right? Yeah. That is a massive dream. Yeah, of it's course. pretty unlikely. Uh, Don't say that, you never know. Genuinely, <laughs> in our room, we've got like a dream board and like stuff that we are trying to achieve right now. Just get a real job with the fringes on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't wait to take it off tomorrow, mate. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, like right now, the one we're working towards is the and it's still a couple of years away, but it'll be the, the Battlelands headline yeah. show. We, we want to make that happen. I think if we yeah. make that happen, we can probably all just quit. It will be happy. But you have played the Battlelands now, right? Did you not open at the Battlelands for something? Twice. There twice, you go. Twice. That's amazing in itself. I can't let people forget that it was twice. Was it just once? Yeah. It was twice. Who did you open for the Barras? <laughs> the Fratellis. Amazing. That's incredible in itself. Yeah, like, it was awesome. Yeah, but was really we'll make the headline moment. show happen. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. See the Fratellis, you know, the, he wears the wee hat. Yeah. He wears the wee hat during soundcheck. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that out in the was it him that Was it him that called it the toilet too? Well, no, it wasn't him. No, <laughs> I, uh, but I genuinely, I was in soundcheck and they were on tracksuits and he was wearing a hat. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm going to start wearing a hat. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, mine's the realist inside me, the Barras. Mm-hmm. Uh, the optimism, optimistic person who's kind of like started all this. Yeah. Uh, it has to be your dream one would be Glastonbury headline. Ken Ellen John at the end of his career. Yeah, so Cheerio. Thanks very much. Just hit after hit after hit. Loads of people coming out. That has to be the absolute dream. He, that has to be it. And then you go, cheerio, get a helicopter back to your house, and that's you done. That's that would be incredible. Joe, doesn't even like have to be a headline one, but I would love to play Primavera in Barcelona. Oh, such a good festival. We we went there last year. Amazing. Place, it blew yeah. my mind when I went there, and yeah. um, I would I would love to go back and mm. see what it's like. Because yeah. I forgot <laughs> most of it. <laughs> it was good fun, man. <laughs> Can remember all of it, of course. Um, next one up is best venue that you've played already. Yeah, let's think about this. We've already spoken about the, the same cider, obviously. Come on, <laughs> just going. I'm sweating like I'm playing a gig. <laughs> uh, maybe one uh, Fekla. Best. Fuck me, man. Am Are you I doing your little rap again? Are you doing your little beat again? Fekla in Bristol. <laughs> In Bristol, <laughs> was amazing. That was on a boat. <laughs> that was uh, also like a venue, but uh, the sound was quality. Oh, Zach wasn't even there. Oh, we played as a, a three-piece. It was so good. <laughs> Zach wasn't there. Uh, oh, I would lo- love to go back and play that one again. Yeah. Su- that was uh, when mm. we were supporting the uh, ratings, so we didn't have to worry about bringing a crowd or that. And oh man, awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. Answer, thank you. Uh, Bains is the Barras. 
yeah. uh, with a good kind of close call, worthy shout out, uh, the Roadmender in Northampton, okay. right? Uh, this random venue, it looks like a mm. PE hall, like as in what you would get <laughs> at school. And we were like uh, three days, third day of a three day trip. Yeah. Fucking gubbed. Uh, my throat was sore anyway, and we were like, we were questioning why are we doing this? We do we even like this? Why are we doing it? And we had the gig of our lives there. And Northampton was just phenomenal. And they were they were just on form. And it was like yeah. a Tuesday night or something stupid. And they were all just like, and the crowd went mental, like even for the ratings and stuff. And we were like, we need to go back to Northampton. So yeah, <laughs> Barras and Roadmender in Northampton, which if you ever see, you'll be like, what? But it was class. It's a great answer, thank you. Uh, yeah, but just have to reiterate Michael's answers. Um, Roadmender was one of those moments where you're like, mm. Ah, uh, this is why we're doing this. Like we'd spent three days on the road. We were tired. We hated each other. We were like, we were in a town called yeah. Northampton. I'd never even really heard of. I had no idea why I was there. And then we came out on the stage, and there was hundreds of people, and they went mental. And I was like, this is it. This is why we're still doing it. This is why I'm. St- this is why I'm tired, and this is why I miss my family. Like, cause, cause of these <laughs> moments for 30, 30 minutes. That's all it was. Make it worth out it. Out of like fucking fifty-two yeah. hours or however long it was, thirty minutes was worth it. <laughs> No, that's great. Thank you. Uh, next one is album that has influenced you the most. Doesn't have to be the best album, just the one that's influenced you the most. It could be personally or you know as a creative, etc. Um, this is like our generation's definitely maybe right, but mm. it's got to be the Arctic Monkeys debut album and whatever you yeah, say. That's a bloody good answer. Yeah, that's that's the reason. I picked up a guitar in the first place. My friends are laughing at me like, oh, shut up about the Arctic Monkeys, Jamie. We know you like the Arctic Monkeys. But I do, and I don't care. Yeah. Uh, they're brilliant, man. And that, that album inspired a generation of yeah, kids to pick up guitars. So it's got, in terms of inspiration, that's the one for me. Uh, I've got two. Uh, I know it's one, but no, basically... Um, yeah, but like, that round the time of Arctic Monkeys and The View as well, The View's mm. first album was really big because yeah. that was like, we were at, that was our formative years, the two of us. We yeah. were like, oh, this is possible. And that was why it was so important for us, because it made us actually start and think about it, which was mm. cool. Uh, more recently, though, there's an album called Dreamland by Glass Animals, uh, which you've probably Sweet. heard loads of songs on. I, I, the last three years, I don't think I've stopped playing that. And I'm obsessed with Glass Animals as a result. And just, I, I love what they do and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's had a big influence on our music since then. So. Mm. I think that was actually one of the answers you gave last time that I couldn't remember. He said the Glass Animals, so it finally came back to me. Joe? Um... Well, one of my favourite albums is uh, Odgan's Not Gone Flake with Small Faces. I think uh, mm. that was inspiration, no, to me, because uh, the songs were well, really good, didn't it? <laughs> nah, it's, it was but the first al- I don't know if it was the first album I, I heard that was like one of the, this type of concept albums. It starts off just with normal songs and then it goes into this um, happiness stand. Uh, saga type thing and I don't know if anybody's heard it but there's this guy that narrates it narrates yeah. through it but he speaks in gibberish and he makes up all these mental words man sounds familiar <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> um, last one of the quick fire um, favourite lyric or phrase from from anything I mean it could be a poem if you want I guess but probably music I mean yeah lyric or phrase so just like mm. yeah uh, I would say, what's with all the commotion? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a lyric on our new song, right? And uh, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to pick some I've already written, but no, it's like a bit. Go for it. I, I mind. I wasn't sure how to like if we wanted to put it in, but there's a lyric that says uh, it's obviously about it's quite political. We all come yeah. from like mining towns, and so a lot of our like parents, grandparents, etc., were all involved in that. But uh, about the political climate, uh, there's a lyric where I say, we stand on the shoulders of those who have fought you before us, believe us that we won't give up. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the sentiment behind that, which is like, we've got so far because of what's yeah. happened before, so it's kind of up to you to keep it going. That's that's one of my, I don't know. Uh, is that like. a sigh from you there, Zach? Or were you just a good... No, that was like, <laughs> yeah. Cause oh, okay. I, I was like, oh, you just done, that was a very nice answer. Honestly, when we, play that, you, sorry. When we play that song live, it's like, it's quite a fun yeah, song, but that. that's a really, really powerful moment, and I absolutely it really is, love yeah. it. And we all, we all kind of take a wee moment mm. at that point, and it's like the, your fists yeah. clench, and you look at the crowd, and it's, it's brilliant, man. And yeah. I, I can't wait for you to actually hear it to, to be able to hopefully enjoy it's it. It's a great tune. It's a great tune, yeah. I love that, that we ne- mentioned a mining town. I'm also from a mining town, so, you know, it's, like, it's a great learn. Yeah. What, what's your, what about you, Zach? For, you can pick a dictator lyric if you want. I don't even know any of your songs, man. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, the first sort of lyric that's coming to my head right now is uh, there's an outcast lyric called mm. Cooler Than a Polar Bear's Toenails. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's even coming to my head, but yeah, I'm going to go with that one for the moment. Okay. Uh, we have nine minutes left. I was going to try and let the audience have some questions. I've got one more and then we'll go to the audience. If, any, if anyone wants to ask one, obviously, you can get him back in if you want. <laughs> um, but the, my sort of closing question for the three of you is like, what would your advice be to anyone that wants to be in a band? Uh, p- persevere man like that you're going to have mm. a lot of moments where you question yourself um, and maybe think that oh you know it's not really worth it but that next big opportunity always does seem to be around the corner we've had so many times where we've been like ah oh, man is this really worth it and then mm. oh somebody invites you to tour the UK with them yeah. or you, you sell out like you, you, you're you playing a venue and you're struggling with selling tickets and then on like the week leading up to it, suddenly you sell two hundred, and you're like, "Wow, why, where did all these people come from?" It's like, just just uh, just believe in yourself, even when you're when you're struggling. I suppose. Yeah, that's a great answer. Thank you, Michael. Mine's is just don't get sucked in by the outcome. Yeah. Just do it to enjoy it. That's my biggest thing, because then it, it's easier to persevere. That mm. that's what I think we've all learned is we've had to strip it back to what we like. So if you're starting, just start it for the right reasons. Yeah. And do it for the right reasons and continue it. Because um, I feel that if you do it for the wrong reasons, that's where people something doesn't work and they never pick up a guitar again, or like it's 20 years since I've it because they've invested so much into it. So just yeah. enjoy it and don't take it too seriously because it's so hard not to. That's a great answer, Joe. I just enjoy it, enjoy it. Um, young musicians that are listening. Um, one thing that's it can be is not enjoyable. So, just got to do your best to, to enjoy the moments. One thing, see if you're writing tunes, try and not write them too depressing, right? <laughs> and I'm genuinely saying that, because see if you do it, see when you're a way out touring, yeah. and there's maybe a moment and you've, you've been really depressed, and they're like just, it, it, it will remind you. And I see there's a lot of people who struggle to disassociate mm. or move on from things in their life where genuinely that like, you hear bands who can't play tunes anymore, it's because of that. Because it seems fine when you're like, oh, and it can be quite cathartic when you write it. But then if you're constantly having to redo that song, thankfully we've not done that, but I've heard and I've seen not to get too invested in your art. Because if you do, it's hard to just remove yourself from it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I tried right. tried to do that with the podcast as well. Because see if you're checking every week how many people have listened to this episode, you like take it so personally. It's yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. And it's just like, aye, if you write a lyric about a specific mm. moment or that and you just can't move on from that moment, you have yeah. to stop because you will have to sing it every night to people. And it might relate to them, and you might not think about that when you're writing it, and it's worthwhile. That's why I write songs about my dog. That's why I write songs about <laughs> Shout out to uh, exactly Rubik's cubes because it's enjoyable, mm. and you never get sick of the dancing and running about. So that's a, that's for me one of the big important things. What a song! Um, thank you all for your great advice. Uh, do we have any questions? We've got one. Go. What's the easiest way for us to do the questions, boss? Uh, if you ask, you could say it into the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that, yeah. So like. See, see, for me, I think there's two twofold. One, there's not much to do, um, as in like there's not many things happening, so you kind of have to make your own thing. Uh, secondly, it's been instilled in me my whole life, like, oh, you're not meant for the life that we've had, and they believe in you to do something better, which I think is actually so strong that it pushes you. And in a wrong wrong way, sometimes that's why people can can be so like mental with it because like they they think they're amazing when they're not, but. I've, Certainly from my perspective, as, a, as growing up, it was like my mum and dad, because of their mums and dads who were working two or three jobs, they're like, you're not doing that. We want you to break the mould and like we need to believe in you because it's hope for them. I, I don't know if that plays into it, but personally, that's why, it annoys, uh, that's why I think it's, I don't know. It's just like that thing of there's not much to do and then they want a better life for you. So then it's like they push you to do things that you maybe wouldn't have believed, that there wasn't an option to them because for them it was just, no, that's just our life. So I don't know if you guys agree or... Uh, definitely, that's it's that way where, that, like you said, there's nothing to do, and you are squashed in with a lot of the same people. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll get squashed in against some of the people that are into the same things you are. And uh, maybe that's sometimes better when you're just kind of working with someone, no getting ideas for everywhere. It kind of helps you focus on what it is you are both wanting to do. 
and uh, I can't finish questions, man. I just <laughs> run out of fucking words. You just halfway through, you, you just check it. You can just tell, you're like, I can't be asked that. It's the end bit of the questions. Um, yeah. But that's what I would say. Don't know if you've got anything to yeah, add. No, I would uh, just reiterate this. It's a bit of a, like when you're from a smaller town, there tends to be a stronger community. So everyone kind of really wants to see you do well if you're doing something out with the norm. So they, they do tend to back you. They tend to get behind you. Yeah. Uh, I've been informed we're out of time, but I just wanted to say this has been an absolute pleasure getting you back on. I love what you guys do. I love your music. Um, and thank you very much for coming and doing this live in front of an audience. It means a lot to us. And uh, thank you for coming on. Being great guests. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you very much for coming along. Just, uh, just, a ve- just to very quickly say as well, Massive round of applause to Elliot and Amanda for the hype, man. The support. And thank you to the PBH uh, Free French for having us back again this year. It means the world. Thank you. Have a lovely night and enjoy the rest of the Fringe, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode 110 with the amazing dictator i hope you enjoyed this week's live show it was such a fun one to do one of my podcasting highlights and i think elliot loved it as well so thank you to them for giving us their time their new single is out tomorrow their music is all out now we'd had them on before but please go and listen to their music go and support the band they're an incredible bunch of guys and it's really hard to be a band these days even bigger bands like father son who we had on a few weeks ago like do you know what i mean it's hard to just make a living as a band even when you're commercially successful it's really tough out there so be sure to go and support local musicians all over the place. Go and support independent music. It's very important. And as always, be sure to share this podcast. Be sure to tell people to listen. And we'll be back again next week. Not with a live episode, but with a regular podcast episode. Until then, goodbye for now. Just get a real job.